Hello, 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 my people. Thank you once again for joining me on another episode of Conversations with Cleopatra. Um, this today, I'm going to talk with Cleopatra about ancient Egypt and what she has to say about ancient Egypt, what she has to say about Egypt in general. That's going to be the main focus. Of course, we never know what Cleopatra is going to say, and that is one of the best parts about these episodes in this series. So it's very exciting. I'm excited to be here, and I love doing these episodes. I love talking to my queen. So thank you all for listening and watching. If you would like a personal reading from me, because if you're new to my channel, I'm Lamar Townsend. I'm a psychic and energy channeler, a tarot reader, and an astrologer. And I would love to read for you, so I do past life readings, so you can connect to your past life. I also do birth chart readings, I do tarot classes and tarot, psychic tarot readings as well. I also do candles and I make jewelry, um, and I do a lot of things. So check out my website, lamartownsandtarot.com. Also make sure you check out my other social media pages, my Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, Vimeo where part two will be, and I also have a podcast on Spotify where part one will be of this episode as well. So if you would like to see part two, become a member of my YouTube channel. I think you do have to be on a um, computer or a laptop to be able to uh, join the membership, but the join button will be right next to the subscribe button, so subscribe and join and become a member of my YouTube channel to get part two and more exclusive content um, and more part twos as the series grows, okay? Because part twos, threes, and fours, and whatever, are sometimes just going to be only for members. Um, also, you can also purchase them on Vimeo or rent them. Um, Vimeo, uh, the link will be in the description box below, the comment section below. Make sure you follow me on my Vimeo too as well, alright? I love my Vimeo people and my YouTube member people. So, let's get on with the episode. As you all know, I like to pray before I get into channeling. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. Please excuse my phone going off. I don't know how to turn off the iPhone sounds. I, like, I've had an iPhone for a while now and I still don't know how to turn off the sounds. I, like, I don't know how to make it silent. I literally don't. So someone help me with that. Anyways, um, let's go ahead and say a quick prayer. Um, and cleanse the energies. Let's burn some sage. Thank you, Father God, for cleansing and clearing the energy of this space. Thank you, Anubis. Thank you, Isis. Thank you, Osiris, for coming in and cleansing this space as well. Thank you, Sekhmet, for also assisting with your energy as well. Thank you for protecting the energies, thoughts, minds, and emotions of those watching this video, as well as protecting my thoughts, my mind, and my emotions, the emotions, minds, thoughts of those who are in this room, including Cleopatra. Thank you also for just allowing me to connect with Cleopatra. Thank you for making this space a sacred space. And thank you for making this safe, a space a safe space for Cleopatra to come through and uh, share what she has to share. In the name of Jesus, I pray and thank you. Amen, amen, and amen. Yes, be your guest, be your guest, be your guest. Sorry, she's saying drink some tea. I don't know why she's saying that, but she's saying drink some tea. Okay. Alright. I'm drinking. Ooh, cause she's saying this is about to get juicy. Okay, Cleo. We're ready, queen. I'm a little bit nervous because I never know what you're going to say, but I'm definitely ready. So let's go ahead. 
hot hello queen i love you and i'm once again so glad to be in your presence as usual um interesting i always get interested when i see the smoke um we want to know about ancient egypt from your eyes from your words so i would be very interested to to see and know what what can you tell us about ancient Egypt? What was ancient Egypt like? Let's go ahead and get into it. So immediately she's saying it was more modern than you think. She's saying it was more modern than you think. She's showing me lights. Or maybe some form of lights, but like a lighthouse. Um, something wind-based, like when there was a lot of wind, I guess this lighthouse or something of this, white this lighthouse like spun. And when it spun, it did something to either the water or like... It brought in a source of energy. So she's saying we were more advanced than you think. She's saying we were more... We, we were more advanced than you, like... Than is described in history, she's saying. We understood that gold conducted electricity. Um... We understood how to travel the seas and navigate the seas and how maps worked, you know, in the ancient world. She's saying we didn't need a G she's saying we didn't need a GPS. We were educated, she's saying, and it was your education that furthered the world. Wow, she's saying She's saying educated people further further the world. She's saying truly educated people further the world. And she's saying ancient Egyptian people were highly educated. She's saying they were craftsmen. They were people who... She's showing me something about like they had specialty in, in lighting or electricity, although I don't think electricity was a, a, like a thing back then, or was it? I'm not sure. But it's like, she's saying they were working on it. Like, we were trying to figure it out. Like, maybe, and she's saying that's what the, the wind thing was for. It's a windmill, like a windmill, but it's like only when the wind would come through would this windmill move and in this windmill moving somehow it either like it took an energy something almost like a solar panel or something like that she's saying so she's saying we understood irrigation we understood agriculture we understood architecture because we were educated in it she's saying why do you think all of these pyramids and statues and things that are millennia centuries thousands and thousands and thousands of years old have stood the test of time and she's saying she's saying don't you think it's interesting and literally she as she says it just like this don't you think it's interesting 
that ancient Egypt is one of the only cultures that is still, you can still find artifacts, you can still find pieces of history that date back to way back then. She's saying even before me, that are still up today in your time in 2021, she says. She's saying like, where is that, where is that a thing? She's saying, where is that still palpable in today's world? She's saying ancient Egypt is still reigning today. I felt that when she said that. She's saying ancient Egypt is still reigning today. She's saying everyone had a duty. Everyone had honor for their country, for their for their Egypt, she says. Um She's saying something about religion or religious religious rights. She's saying we all worship the same gods, so it made getting along, it made religion, it made daily life easier. <clears throat> She's saying this one would go to that temple, maybe the temple of Osiris, this one would go to the temple of Isis, and she's saying depending on their age, they kind of graduated from one temple to the next. She's saying, for example, as a young woman came into her womanhood, she's saying, she's expressing it as womanhood, but she's saying as, as a young woman came into their womanhood in ancient Egypt, you know, they would be taken to the, um, be Osiris, or not be Osiris, be Isis, um, temple to be prepared for motherhood she's saying to be given once again the religious rights of motherhood the religious rights of isis stepping into she's saying stepping into your isis Ooh, i felt that wow she's saying men would you know go to anubis or they would go to osiris and she's saying which is the which is almost like the equivalent of she she's saying shango or um like a legua or, or maybe not maybe a batala or um some of those arishas she's saying she's saying oya she's saying isis would be oshun you know for example and things of that nature She's saying we feasted. She's saying eating was, was, um, feasting was, um, life. People ate fresh food or it's like they literally killed their food or ca caught their food, um, uprooted their food the same day that it was meant to be made into something she's saying like everything was fresh food was fresh there were she's saying pastries and bakeries and fish lots of fish she's saying she's saying um she's saying fish cooked in oils and the way she's showing me is whole fish where you literally somehow pull back the skin the fins of the fish 
to expose the like inside of the fish. She's saying, but sometimes or most of the times, be like the innards, the like the innards you don't eat would be taken out, and you would just open it to expose flesh or to expose the meat. She's saying. She's saying at least that's how it was cooked for me. But of course you were clean, right? Um, she's saying, but of course. Um, but she's saying you could walk around and there were markets. You could walk, you know, and you could buy bakeries that day. You could buy fabric. You could buy dyes, you know, like they had almost like a, I guess like an, um, an inner city market, like, um, a Korea town kind of market, I guess is what she's showing me. Right. Um, or even markets you find in India, she's saying a lot, um, a lot of times. She's saying these are this is how these their these people you know this is how my people made their livelihood. And then she's saying sometimes you know um, I would allow the people of my castle or my palace to walk amongst, you know, the people, and sometimes I would ask them to bring me stuff back. She's saying once in a, blare, a rare blue moon, I would walk amongst the people, but it was, she's saying it would be very rare that I would do that. Um, she's saying she was kind of a bit paranoid. She's like, not that I think, not that I thought my people would turn on me, but she's saying I always thought that it, it, it'd be best for a queen to stay in her place, to stay in her castle, to stay in her palace. And, and she's saying, and let her, her, her people do, do the dirty work to be her spies almost. So she's saying she would send spies, you know, um, she would send people who were her eyes to go amongst the people, to go amongst, you know, you know, Egypt and to kind of See what everyone else was doing, what everyone else was talking about. Maybe take some notes and come back to Cleopatra with the notes that these people have garnered. And she's saying, I would read through them. You know, I would, um, I would listen to the stories, you know, of what happened throughout the day. And maybe what I needed to work on or focus on or address. Um, but she's saying, like a queen, I never impose on my people's daily lives. I always did my, my work in secret. I always did my dirty work in secret as best as I could when it came to my people. When it came to my people. She's saying, as a queen, you have to look at the good and the bad. Not all of your people are your people, she's saying. Damn. She's saying... Afterwards, we would drink, we would eat, we would be merry. She's saying every day was a celebration. She's saying I celebrated like a king. She's saying, but I kept a watchful eye over my people. I did. Um... She's saying so much so that when I was buried or mummified, she like, she always shows me this image of her being mummified and like the people who are mummifying her are like sobbing 
like crying and it, like I just always see the one person in specific like of course she's like laid down you know she's she's dead but she's her skin is very supple you know which tells me that this is a fresh death or something like that and it's like they're they're either bandaging her body wrapping her body mummifying her body doing something and I just see like a man look at her and just be like my queen and he just has tears in his eyes about the fact that she's she's dead and she's saying yes, and she's, like, very pensive and sad about it. She's saying yes, yes, you know. Um, I was loved by my people, she says. I was loved by my people. I was loved by people, she's saying. I was a people person. She's saying, even though I was closed off, she's saying, even though I was reserved or I isolated myself, a lot of times I was also someone that kept a watchful she keeps saying she's I, I was someone that kept a watchful eye over my people she's saying I had spies that did did it for me you know that would because she's also saying because I had other things I had to do I couldn't you know I, I as queen I couldn't go around and hear what everyone was saying and you know you know take into account what was going on on the lower grounds of my kingdom i had to deal with my queenly affairs she's saying but um she's pointing to me now and she's saying you were one of those people who would kind of go out and get certain information for me for me and come back she's saying she's saying we would have meetings she's saying we would have meetings and you were a part of those meetings she's saying i would sit on my throne She's saying you would sit all around me, almost in a semi-circle, a semi-moon kind of shape, she's saying. And I would sit down and listen to one by one. She's saying I would listen to what everyone had garnered throughout the day. She's saying that was your job. That was part of your job. And then she's saying I had my other two servants, servants my two female servants right next to me also taking notes as well. She's saying, I trusted you guys. I trusted you all. She's saying, that's why I'm showing up for you today. Damn. Cleopatra. Ooh, Lord have mercy. All right. She's saying, she's pointing to me once again. She's saying, I gave you something in that, in that lifetime. She's saying, like, I gave you a piece of gold or I gave you a memento. And she's saying, of course, she's saying, of course, you don't remember in this in this lifetime, but I gave you something and you really like kept it as sacred to you. You like she's saying she's looking at me and she's saying you were very loyal to me in that lifetime. You were very loyal to me as my as my consort, as one of my people. She's saying that's big. Like, that's, that's, she's saying loyalty is everything. And she's saying loyalty was a big part of ancient Egyptian culture. Loyalty to your people, loyalty to your neighbors, loyalty to the animals, the animal kingdom. Loyalty to the gods, she said. And she looks up as she says it. You know? She's saying loyalty was a big thing in ancient Egypt that's lost today. 
She said, but life was normal. It wasn't much different than the life you think or live today. She's saying, except you have more access to technology. She's saying true technology. She's saying, but we created our own technology. She's saying we created our own technologies. She's saying that are still used today, specifically in architecture. I don't know anything about architecture, but she's saying specifically in architecture, there are ancient Egyptian um, rules or regulations that still stand the test of time today. She's saying daily life was daily life. The things you took for granted, we had to work for. If we wanted a bath, we had to figure out a way to get the water, maybe clean the water, boil it if we have to, and then take a bath. But she's saying, but then we also had to, to, to take into account everyone else in the home. How's everyone else going to bathe? She said we had to take into account how food was going to be divided. She's saying we had holidays, we had feast days. She said we had days of giving thanks, specific days of giving thanks. She's saying we were welcoming, we were a welcoming tribe. We would give you the shirts off our backs and welcome you into our, our tribe. You know, she's saying you you would be become Egyptian. She's saying you would never want to leave. It was beautiful, she says. She's saying, I miss it. She's saying animals roamed around freely. Um, she's showing me a lot of like feline, feline types of animals. Um, she's saying some were, some were ravaged that had to be put to death. Some of these feline animals, some of these wild animals. She's saying, but we didn't like to do that. We didn't like to kill animals generally. She's saying if we had to, you know, for food, sure. But she's saying we saw animals as protectors of our tribe, of our nation, of our people. So she's saying we domesticated them. <laughs> she's, she's saying you don't. She's saying you don't think you can domesticate a giraffe. You don't think you can domesticate a um a leopard, a, a monkey. She's saying almost in like, and she's saying almost like program it to remember your face and remember your voice and the inflections of your voice and what certain inflections mean. 
She's saying, I had pet giraffes. I had pet monkeys. I had pet leopards. They had names, she's saying. They walked amongst my palace. She's saying not the giraffes, of course. But, um... She's saying they were protectors. She's also saying they took... They were also incarnations of the gods. That makes sense. She's saying, believe it or not, I had pet, I had pet alligators. She's saying, man, <laughs> she has such a sense of humor. She's saying maybe they didn't know they were my pets, but they were my pets, you know? Like, I named them, you know? She's like, um... I think, okay, so this, I think this is the last thing she wants to say, and she, she wants to move on to part two. She's saying, one of the things I think people don't know about me is that I was an animal lover. I was an animal enthusiast. She's saying, I could speak to animals. She's looking at me, and she's saying, just as you could speak to, just as you can speak to the dead, I, I could speak to animals. She's saying, why do you think ancient Egyptian deities and gods have animal heads on them? She's saying, think about that for a second. And she's saying there's so many other gods that haven't been accounted for in ancient Egypt. Oh my God, excuse me. She's showing me that there's a god with a giraffe-like head. I don't know if that's like documented or something but she's saying every animal was an incarnation of the gods especially giraffes because they were so tall she's looking up she's saying they were so tall and so connected to the skies she's saying she's saying i looked at them in awe giraffes you know interesting all right cleopatra that was really interesting it was really 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 humbling really i love that conversation I just love talking to you, queen. I love you. You do. I love my queen. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Once again, I am Lamar Townsend. If you would like to um, see part two, remember to become a member of my YouTube channel or check out my Vimeo page. Also, if you would like a personal reading, I am available for personal reading. So book your reading now. Purchase your reading. I'll get the. I'll get it immediately as soon as you make your payment. And, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out, all right, that day, or we'll figure it out, you know, the next steps. The directions are all on my website. Usually it takes one to three days to get your reading back. Um, but if you get a phone reading or something like that, it's usually the same day, okay? Let's go ahead. Oh, wow, Kevin Samuels, great. How funny. Well, I was watching him earlier, then I turned him off. But this is my website, LamarTownsendTarot.com. So this is um, where you can purchase a reading from me, all right? Um, and definitely go right to the store section to get your reading. Like I said, I do birth chart readings, I do candles, I do past life readings. I also do um, make jewelry. I do birth chart readings, like I said. I do uh, psychic tarot readings and candles and tarot classes and dream interpretations. I also do sell scarves. I make the scarves myself, of course. And I um, sell black soap, which is also good for eczema, dry skin. It's an all-natural soap made in Africa. Connected to the Arishas, it is literally the only skin I use. Or this is literally the only soap I use on my skin and my hair. Which, by the way, I need to shampoo my hair. It's the only shampoo I use. All right. Love and light, and I'll see you in part two.